Today is Thursday, April 11, 2019, and in the past week, Philadelphia went 7-9 and with the Flyers going 0-2, Sixers going 2-2, Phillies going 3-3, the Fusion picking up a win and a loss, the Wings losing their game, and the Union winning theirs. So much to talk about all the time, as usual, so sit down, relax, and enjoy a trip on the Orange Line. So welcome back to another edition of your Philadelphia 8 for 8 sports podcast. Uh, A sports podcast by fans, for fans, as usual. uh, It's great to be here. I really love doing this, guys. Uh, um, And that's why I've been doing podcasts, uh, you know, added... At like a crazy person recently, uh, over the past weekend have done three, including last week's edition of the Orange Line. Um, but I have started up my new wrestling podcast. Hooray! It's going to be happening every Friday. But you don't care about that. You care about sports, which is why I created the one on Saturday, um, which was about Overwatch, especially uh because I know it's, you know, I keep saying it's one of the newer games. It's a game that's, you know, not very well understood. I had that whole conversation with my parents. Uh, I think it went nowhere. So that's fun. It's just, you know, it's it's hard for a new concept to be implemented into a world that we seemingly already know. Um, but hyperbole aside, I want to start off this week with the last thing I talked about, which was the Philadelphia Fusion and Overwatch League, um, they uh, they went one and one last week, uh, picking up a win over top of Florida, the Florida Mayhem. They won three to one, and uh, did a very nice job of it. And it's good to see them pick up that win, considering the fact that in week three, no, week one, I believe. They uh they picked up their first loss, which was to the Florida Mayhem, but in a very back-and-forth kind of game, but it seemed like we had uh, a bit more of an edge this time around. That game happened on Saturday, but going all the way back to Thursday, the Union started off uh, Stage 2 of Overwatch League um, pretty much, well, pre- pretty much... <laughs> How do I say it? They they got stomped. They they uh they really had it taken to them, and it was just kind of it was it was honestly hard to watch as a Philadelphia fan because I want nothing but the best for this team. I mean, we were contenders for the world championship last year, and well, I'm not gonna say that this doesn't make sense because the 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 New York Excelsior are really good at overwatch uh they're i think without a doubt the best team in the entire league and uh they they've pretty much taken it to everyone thus far they've had a few weird losses um 
but it seemed like last season uh, we were one of the teams that was actually able to, uh, you know, actually pick up wins against New York. And unfortunately, it just it really didn't seem to happen this time around. Um, and uh, we we had a, a terrible 4-0 against us. Uh, they just took every map. It seemed like they were a step ahead the entire time. Um, and to the announcers giving us credit, they were like, oh, well, you know, they haven't had as much time to play around with the new meta, and they are just getting used to everything. They don't know when to play Baptiste, because this was legitimately the, uh, the first game back since stage one. So absolutely knew, no one knew what the, uh, the meta was going to be coming into stage two, considering the fact that's multiple things have changed within the game including a new character like I've already talked about Baptiste um so it's it's going to be interesting to see how they uh you know perform moving forward because it seemed like they were right back into shape on Saturday so hopefully that loss to New York isn't that bad um and maybe eventually we can avenge it uh but uh, for now, moving into this week, um, we are playing on Friday against the Toronto Defiant. And then Saturday, we're playing against the team we started off Overwatch League with um, and ended last season with uh, because we met them in the World Finals, the Grand Grand Slam, World Grand... I really got to nail down what the uh, what the, like name of whatever it is is um but yeah the team that took the world championship last year london spitfire playing them on saturday um so hopefully we can pick up another win over them and uh prove that toronto can't just you know step in they gotta they're they're supposed they're canadian aren't they supposed to be polite so don't step in on our territory bro um but it is going to be very interesting to see where uh, this meta goes with Baptiste. Um, and hopefully he performs very well. And one Baptiste that is performing very well is uh, playing for the Philadelphia Wings. What a segue. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we've... Broken a record this year, ladies and gentlemen. Trevor Baptiste uh, has now set the NNL, NLL, not NNL, the NLL uh, rookie faceoff record. He has won 280 faceoffs, um, which made me think. I sat there and went, well, he's like insane. And the fact that he hasn't broken the NLL record obviously means that there is someone way more insane um that you know was 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 playing at one point at faceoffs um but big shout out to Trevor Baptiste also big shout out to Jordan Hall he's picked up his uh 700th career point um both of those things happened at uh Saturday's game a loss to Calgary 18 to 13. Uh, it was not a fun game to watch. Well, it was at points. Um, it was just 
how do I say it? it was it was tough because they they had us you know beat almost immediately I believe we went down five goals to nothing pulled Buck in and uh, put in our uh, backup goalie whose name is ex- escaping me right now but uh, pulled Bunkin Bukin again I'm terrible with these names guys I'm so sorry pulled him and uh, we kind of fought back a little bit, but then, you know, we got a few goals. They would get some back. It was it was really back and forth, honestly, but the fact that we were on the losing end of the back and forth kind of sucked. Um, it got real, you know, itchy and scratchy at the end of uh, the, the, the game as well. Calgary just seemed, like, really annoyed. Uh, which has seemed to have happened in almost every single one of the games I've gone to, is at the end of the game, it kind of just seems like they get annoyed that they can't capitalize on the things that they want to capitalize on. Like, I I don't know if it's me just observing this, but it definitely seems like whoever's facing Trevor Baptiste at face-offs just never wins, and they seem to just get really mad about it. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, But uh, with that loss, um, that does put our record to 3-12. It was the last game at home, and it was really upsetting to see a loss like that. It was kids' day, too. They couldn't even win it for the kids. How dare they? Um, But either way, uh, it's, it's seeming like that is the end for us this season, we do have three games left, though. Um, two of which are happening this week. Uh, it's going to be against the Saskatchewan Rush um, on Saturday, the thirteenth, and on the fourteenth, we have Vancouver. It just says Vancouver. I I believe they're called the Warriors. That's what their symbol looks like. Um, but legitimately, on the website that I'm looking at, it just says Vancouver. What a weird way to put it. Well, anyway, let's talk about the Union now. They picked up a win on Saturday, the 6th, uh, over FC Dallas, so that's great. Another win at home. I'm telling you, I called it. I said they're going to get better, and then they did. They just listened to me. Honestly, it's got to be pretty easy. We are playing the Galaxy on Saturday, though, which might not bode as well for us i don't know i don't know i'm just throwing things out there but uh yes we are playing the la galaxy who are in third in the western conference as of right now we're still sitting in fourth so uh big ups to us we've uh we've done real well so far three two and one two losses at the beginning of the season and all of a sudden uh Dr. PhD, you know, pulls out a uh, a call out of his pocket. He goes, boom, this is going to happen. They listened. And uh, now we're killing it, but we are going to L.A. I've said that twice now. And the reason I've said that twice now is because uh, L.A. is traditionally a, a pretty good team. Um, I know they're usually the, the spotlight for the former... Uh, Euro League players like David Beckham coming over 
don't believe uh, Gerard. No, maybe maybe Gerard went to a different team. But uh, a lot of the older good players um, from over in Europe. So I'm just not going to say I'm expecting a win because I never am with this team. It always seems like they'll be really good. I always get fooled. I I'm always like, hey, yeah, they're they're doing a decent job. That's pretty great. Good for them. Uh, and then turns out they're just not, which sucks. But it's all right, um, because uh, we're still doing well. So I believe we can carry through with this roll. Um, and rolling forward, we uh, we do have the Philadelphia Soul. Like I said last week, they started their practices. They were getting down to uh, a whole lot of great stuff. Um, it really seems like they are they're they're getting down to the nitty and the gritty, as I always say. Um, and I believe they have a scrimmage coming up against Baltimore. Uh, let me read a little bit. But while I'm doing that, I should say that we are getting ready uh, for this season. I'm very excited. I've already talked about how I have the season tickets. I will be the eyes in the crowd for everyone that cannot. I'll experience this for you so that way we can uh, we can all be cheering for the same team. Philadelphia, hooray. Um. But we are playing Atlantic City Blackjacks on Saturday. Just in a scrimmage, though. Um, it's going to be fun to see one of the new teams uh, in action, though, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but I know they have uh, a lot of practices, a lot of things to um, really settle down and make sure all the new players on the team uh, get used to playing within the system. So, you know, with with that being said... I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I really am. Uh, pretty stoked for the Eagles season as well. They, um, they've been making moves. I know. I'm not very aware of them, but uh, they have been uh, doing this, doing that, picking some players up. Um, they're they're really throwing out a lot of brotherly love though, which is something that I do enjoy. I uh, I don't see a lot of their stuff on like Instagram or Twitter or anything, but what I do see a whole lot of is them like replying to like the Phillies that are like, Bryce Harper hit another home run. And then like the Eagles are like, just like this. And they show the one celebration where they, you know, knock a ball out of, you know, an imaginary ball out of the park for a touchdown celebration. I don't know. I don't know. I just love it. I love how much all these teams love each other. It's the city of brotherly love, and that's exactly what we do. So even though I'm not very savvy to everything that's happening in the offseason for the Eagles, I'm still very much in love with the team. Uh, so the fact that you know, they throw love back out at us. It's great. It's great. It's a good time. But we do have a few bigger pieces of news to talk about. Um, 
So let's start with an annoying one first. That being the Philadelphia Flyers. They are one of two teams that have just wrapped up their seasons officially, officially, officially. Um, them and the Sixers are now done with the regular season. Unfortunately for the Flyers, we are not moving any further. Um, didn't make it into the playoffs. We all knew that. We were all pretty bummed about it. I was really bummed about it. Um, and uh, we ended on a pretty sour note. 7-3 to against St. Louis and 4-3 uh, to against Carolina. It was not a fun time. And it's obviously soured a few of the uh, players right now. They seem very frustrated. Um, but hopefully they can have something to look forward to, considering the fact that the Flyers have the 11th pick, uh, which could open us up to some pretty good prospects. Um, and I know I'm not really at the point to be like, oh, yay, prospects. It's always good to just have prospects, you know? That it doesn't really seem like a bad thing to have. Um, but uh, moving into this offseason now, I, almost everything that's happening is going to be incredibly important. Just, well, because things have to be done. Moves have to be made. Um, I've seen a few players kind of be like, I don't know where I'm going to be in my future. I don't know if the, the city is going to be right for me in a in a few years. But I don't know. It just, it's really been upsetting how much hype, could have been around this team going into the season and I I got super hype at the middle point considering the fact that we got whole new management new coaches um and a new system a new idea at least and I don't know I'm not gonna say I'm disappointed by the team because I kind of expected this but I am very excited for what this team can do uh next season they have so much potential um a lot of great young guys who uh have a lot of tape to work with this summer and how to improve their game and uh hopefully they'll be able to do that um and as for the core players that we have Maybe shopping around wouldn't be so bad, and hopefully if they aren't entirely satisfied with being part of the Philadelphia sports franchise, which they should be because it's pretty great, but if they're not entirely satisfied, then hopefully we can send them in a direction that would be better for them, but also be better for us, um, because I think... I truly, truly, truly think that this team has the potential to be a playoff team that can win a round next season. I really think that. And I think this is the most crucial time for them because we've already seen some slumpy areas that could really affect the Flyers. We've already seen some great things that we've done and that we can improve upon. 
We've also given a lot of young guys a lot of experience, um, which I believe they should just, you know, continue doing what they're doing physically, but mentally study up, learn their weaknesses, and then eventually, yeah, they can come into next season feeling great. Um, so I, I, I don't know what else I can really say about that, but I'm still excited about this team. I believe everyone should be, um, just like I believe everyone should be excited about all of the other teams out there. But still, I think this is a team that can do a whole lot and they just got to work out the kinks. And if that means getting rid of some of the bigger names that hold a lot of points for our team, well, maybe that's the best fit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I, I won't be able to even comment on that. Um, a thing I can comment on, though, uh, is the Sixers. Sixers have made it into the playoffs after their 82 games of regular season have been played. Uh 51 and 31, I believe their last record was. I'm not going to mention the Flyers record because, well, it wasn't good. <laughs> but we, uh, we do have some postseason action to look forward to because of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. Um, we clinched up the, the third seed. Yeah, the third seed for uh, the Eastern Conference playoffs, which means that we get to play the Brooklyn Nets, who is a team I am entirely confident we can beat. The last two times we've played them, we have done very well, and I believe we were um, a bit short in both of those games. I, I think we did not have Embiid playing in the later game, and I don't think we had... I want to say Embiid again. Um, and I know there's a good chance that Embiid might miss some time uh, in in the earlier parts of the playoffs. Uh, I'm not really sure what ails him. But I, uh, I do know that he's been said to be uh, day-to-day. And uh, there's a chance he might have some time to recuperate from whatever injury is ailing him. Uh, But, yeah, I think we have a very good shot of moving into the second round of the playoffs, Uh, just considering the fact that we've done very well against the Nets, like I've said. Um, So that's not my concern. My concern is what would happen afterwards i think just trying to make some sort of prediction i think there's a good chance that we could play toronto next and as much as i have faith that we could beat toronto that's going to be one of the toughest matchups that we could probably get aside from milwaukee and we um we don't want to play Milwaukee. I'll say that. We don't want to play Milwaukee. I don't want to play Milwaukee. Can I get an upset against Milwaukee? Um, 
but yeah, it's 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 looking good for us in terms of getting more playoff experience for this team. And um, we've had a, a whole bunch of highs, but we're riding a low right now. And I think this could kind of catapult us, especially if we get um, these uh, these wins at home. Uh, since we are the higher seed, we have home advantage, home home field, home court. We get to play at home first, uh, which I think could be incredibly beneficial for us as a fan base and the team itself. So we have that to look forward to. Two of those games uh, in the seven-game series are going to be played this week, the first one being at 2.30 on Saturday. And then uh, Monday, we are playing at 8 o'clock. So be prepared for the hashtag Orange Line live, live tweeting. Probably going to get those games because if, if the Phillies keep playing the way that they've been playing, I'm going to be upset. Well, okay, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be upset. I love this team, and this seems so exciting, and I'm going to be so entrenched by everything that they're doing um, throughout the entire season. But right now, we're able to see the first problem, and the first problem is the pitching. And I don't want to say that in a bad way. Well, I kind of do, but it's, it, it is the pitching right now. Um, we had an embarrassing 15 to one loss just last night to the nationals. And I don't know. It's, it was tough because Nick Pavetta started off playing like garbage, like absolute hot garbage. And then he struck out four in a row, I believe, so he struck out three straight batters uh, to end the first, struck out another one to start the second, I believe got a fifth strikeout to end the second, and by the time he got to three and two-thirds innings, he throws 99 pitches and has seven strikeouts. He pitches an entire game in about... A third of a game, which is it's not good, and it really seemed like the Nationals were just watching a whole lot of pitches um, on Wednesday. I don't know, maybe they figured him out, but it it was just so tough to watch. If you do follow me on Twitter, which I believe you should, at Doctor PhD or at Orange Line Pod and see my live tweets, you would you would see that I was very upset with the team and uh, very unenthused. Um, but that was their back-to-back loss because they lost the night before on Tuesday um, where pitching again seemed to fail them. And unfortunately, it was Aaron Nola who took the brunt of it. And you hate to see it. And I've... I've seen a few articles of people saying, well, he, you know, has a bit changed to him. I know, uh, 
I know the 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 commentators were were saying that he has has changed his curveball slightly, but his velocity and how fast he's throwing the pitches and what he's doing with the pitches, they all seem the same, but the curveball just isn't hitting the same way anymore. Um which has been tough obviously for him since he hasn't thrown it all that much. But yeah, pitching is it's like our Achilles heel right now. And unfortunately, the the game on Wednesday was just another example of a night that our bats just can't win a game for us. I think we might rely on that too much. Uh, you know, it. I can see us relying on that too much um, once we eventually get to the later parts of this season. Um, but yeah, they the the big hitters just weren't able to capitalize on anything, and the middle of the lineup seemed to be able to get on base fairly well, but just didn't have anyone that could knock in that run. Uh, so maybe that's something to consider. I have my own idea of changing the order, but I would do it very wacky. And maybe one day, if I had time, I would let you guys know. But for right now, I do not have the time. Do have a busy week coming up, though. Uh, off tonight, almost everyone, I believe everyone is off tonight, Thursday. But on Friday, we start a three-game series um, at the Marlins. And then we are back home for a three-game series against the Mets. So a lot of divisional play early on. Um, hopefully we can uh, beat up on two of the teams in this division that uh, don't look quite as strong. Uh, Nationals pose a threat. I don't know so much about the Marlins. So it's going to be fun, I believe, going forward. This team always is. And it's always fun being a Philadelphia fan because there's always something happening. So far, there's been an abundance of news. I'm able to fill out these, you know, podcasts pretty quickly, so I'm, I'm glad I can share it with you guys because it's just so great to be a fan in Philadelphia. Here on the Orange Line, because that's what we all are. We are all part of the Orange Line. Philadelphia's sports podcast, 8 for 8 sports podcast, the only one. Four fans, by fans, by fans, four fans. It's going to be a fun week. I don't know. I don't know. I'm rambling for the end of this episode, but that's just what I like to do. I love talking to everyone. I hope your week is going well, and I hope everything goes great for Philadelphia sports. I am surely excited if you're a fan of uh, wrestling, my new podcast is officially uh, up and running. So that is going to be happening every Friday, talking about the most talk-worthy uh, points of professional wrestling in the world. Um, and uh, I believe this week I should be doing a full hour of Power PWR Pro Wrestling Review. 
um, because WrestleMania just happened, and besides the fact that it was seven hours of professional wrestling in one day, uh, there's still a whole lot to talk about, even if it was two hours of professional wrestling. Uh, breaking down some of the matches that happened on the pay-per-view, and then talking the news. So it should be fun. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DrPhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D, and follow the podcast at Orange Line Pod, spelled exactly the way you would think. Um, I tweet out almost every single night about uh, any any game, any sporting event or sport-like event that I'm watching for the night. So please join me. Feel free. Use the hashtag, hashtag Orange Line Live. Like I said before, should be a good week. I'll cut this off now before it goes any further. Have a great one.